Page 125, paragraph 2. Each saw then the terrible power of the other, felt the same portent of impending doom, but neither would shirk the death encounter. Beowulf stood his ground as all enveloping flames rushed forward towards him, curling over and around him, enveloping him entirely in smoke and fire. Bravely he stood fast behind his great shield, knowing already that, huge though it was, it was too small to protect him. Undaunted, the hero swung up his huge ancestral sword, ancient sword of all the Geatish kings, and struck the dragon a savage, scything blow cut through his foul flesh to the bare bone beneath. A death blow, he meant it to be. Hoped it would be. But this time, his good old sword failed to bite deeply enough. Wounded now, the dragon came on in his agony, spat his hellish fire over the great-hearted king, forced him back with his spewing flames. Beowulf felt the skin searing pain and knew then that this time there would be no easy victory, that he had met his match at last. Then as the death dragon raged and roared, rearing up to attack Beowulf again, those chosen few, those trusted comrades in arms, who should have rushed to his side in his moment of need, turned away and ran for their safety of the sorry, turned away and ran for the safety of the woods, saving their shameful skins, leaving their king to face that flame belching monster all alone. Only Wiglaf, the youngest there, stood by his lord. He felt the bonds of kinship more keenly than the others. He knew his duty, knew where his place was. He would not desert the king who had bestowed on him and his family so much kindness. Land he held and a wealthy house and gold too, all given to him and his forebears by this most generous of all kings. He would stay and fight at Beowulf's side. Angrily, he urged the others to do the same, shouted after them, How can you leave him now when we he needs us most? Our dear Lord Beowulf, did he not choose us himself to accompany him on his perilous adventure? Did he not all come? Sorry, did we... I'll read that paragraph again. Angrily, he urged the others to do the same, shouting after them, How can you leave him now when he needs us most? Our dear Lord Beowulf, did he not choose us himself to accompany him on his perilous adventure? Did we not all come here expecting a fight? Now when we should be at his side, you run away like rabbits. As for me, I would far rather die here alongside him, feel with him the pain of death. If I must end my life fighting in the struggle, sword in hand, rather than desert him and return home shamed forever. But his words fell on deaf ears. Fear filled the cowards dropped their swords and ran for their lives, all courage withered, suddenly and gone, and all honour with it. Wiglaf did not hesitate now, disdaining all fear, and this was his first battle. The young lion threw up his wooden shield and strode through the battle smoke to his lord's side. Beloved and best Beowulf, I am here to help you. I shall defend you to the death, my king, as I have sworn to do. Just as we spoke, the death dragon attacked for a second time, seeking out both hated foemen with his blast of flame. In that 
below a fire, the youngster's shield was at once burnt, reduced to cinders, and his mail shirt was melted away in the heat as if it had simply never been there. So the young king, king's man, leapt in behind the old king's shield. New strength surged into Beowulf's heart as he saw now that he was not alone in his fight anymore. He sprang up once again from behind his shield and struck at the fire-snorting snake with all his might. But his iron blade snapped. The ancient sword of sterner steel, which had never before failed him in battle, failed him now and left him at the mercy of the pitiless monster who came down upon him now for the third time. Now was the demon's dragon's chance and he took it, seething with more hatred. He opened his bitter jaws and seized the champion by the neck. The serpent's fangs bit deep into the flesh and Beowulf's life blood poured from him. Wiglaf, that young hero, was as good as his word. His courage did not fail him now. He summoned all his strength and sprang forward into the dragon's fire to defend his lord. Hands and head were burnt as he came through it, but he was not to be put off. This brave warrior, he would do his duty. Wiglaf did not aim for the scaly head of the beast, but went instead for the soft throat, stabbing deep into it with his sword. A thrust so powerful that the dragon was forced to loosen his grip on Beowulf. So stunning, sorry, so stunning that the fierce flow was suddenly stemmed and staunched forever. Coming again to his senses, the great king seized his moment, whipped out his battle sharp dagger, and drove it to the hilt into the dragon's body. So together, the two heroes downed. The dragon, they did not stop stabbing him till an end was made of him, till his last gasp of life, the last death breath, was over and the monster was still. But for Beowulf, this was to be his last victory of so many, and he knew it already. The poison in his wounds was beginning to burn and swell inside him. He sat down heavily on a ledge of rock, knowing the shadow of his own death was upon him. Feeling the fatal pain of it boiling in his chest, Wiglaf, ever attentive to his lord and friend, ever loyal, bathed his blooded king and fastened his helmet, did all he could to staunch the bleeding, to relieve his pain, but death he could not staunch. No one can. The fearless leader knew well now that he, this was the end of his time, of all his earthly happiness. He had only one wish to fulfil before his life left him. He called Wiglaf closer. For his speech was thin now, his breathing short. Go now, dear friend, he said. Go into the mound and find this death serpent's treasure hoard. I want to see it with my own eyes before I die, those ancient jewels, your golden inheritance. Just once, I want to see it. Wiglaf did not hesitate to obey his lord. Bloodied and burnt as he was, he ran past the dead hoard guardian and into the Barrow deep into the house of treasures, into the winged serpent's den of darkness. Many and magnificent were the marvels he found there, old tarnished relics of a varnished ancient race of warriors, warriors, piles of drinking cups and heaps of helmets and twisted torques, all of the most precious golds.